Hey, 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 Crimeaholics. Welcome back. It is your host, Holly, and I am back with another Missing Monday. Missing Mondays is a segment that was created by Kenzie and I to help keep missing person's name and information in the media the best we can and to help aid in their return home. 90,000 people are missing in the U.S. at any given time, and while some are found alive or deceased, the majority are still missing today. Today's Missing Monday case is one that is more well-known throughout the true crime community, but it's still equally important to continue sharing and spreading his name. Today, I will be sharing the information about the mysterious disappearance of Lars Matank. Now, this case is such an odd case, and there really isn't a ton of information out there, but I want to invite everyone to hop in on the discussion that will take place in our private discussion group on Facebook. You can find it by searching Crimeaholics Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook if you aren't already in there. But Lars Matank was born on February 9th, 1986 in Berlin, which is in the northeastern part of Germany. He worked at a power plant in the lower Saxony area. Lars was living what seemed to be like a normal life. He was 28 years old, working a successful job and enjoying life to the fullest. He and a few of his longtime buddies decided to take a trip to Bulgaria. They booked their stay in Golden Sands, which is a seaside resort town on the northern Bulgarian Black Sea coast. This area is very well known for the partying and nightlife. On June 30th, 2014, Lars and his friends arrived at the Varna Airport and drove to the Viva Club Hotel, where they would spend their week bar hopping, partying, sunbathing, drinking, and did I mention partying? The beginning of the trip was pretty uneventful. The guys just did their own thing. They hung out, had fun, and again, they were just living their best lives. On July 6th, which was the day before they were set to head back to Germany, the guys were all gathered at a bar to watch a soccer game. It was said that Lars had gotten into some sort of argument with some of the other bar patrons over the game. I'm going to assume there was some trash talking going on for one team versus the other, but the verbal altercation turned into a physical one and Lars ended up with a jaw injury as well as a ruptured eardrum. Now, I will say that some of the information surrounding this case are kind of all over the place. Various different sources cite different things that happened that night, but apparently after this altercation, Lars had gone to the hospital, which this is where he realized that his ear pain was due to a ruptured eardrum. Lars was advised not to fly home the following day because of his ear. Now, I personally have never had a ruptured eardrum, and I had never heard that some doctors advise against flying after this injury, and I tried to look up whether it was safe to fly or what would happen if you did fly with a ruptured eardrum, and to be honest with you, I couldn't really find much. There was posts that said that it was okay to fly, there was other posts that said It's not okay to fly, so I'm unsure what is actually advised by the medical field professionals, but 
for whatever reason, Lars was told, don't fly home. He was also prescribed Cafaprozil, and I am not 100% sure if I am pronouncing that correct. I swear I tried, but either way, it is an antibiotic that is used to treat various different bacterial infections. When I looked up this medication and its side effects, some of the rarest side effects included things like confusion, nervousness, restlessness, and more. Now keep those things in mind and let's move forward. So after visiting the doctor and hearing the news that Lars can't fly back with his friends, his friends felt really bad, but he was adamant that, hey, it's no big deal. I'll just catch a flight in a couple days. Later that night, the guys decided to go grab some McDonald's. It was reported that Lars had stated that he wasn't very hungry, so instead of going inside and hanging out with the guys while they ate, he waited outside. Which I kind of find this odd, because even if I wasn't planning to eat, I would still go inside and chill with my friends. But either way, Lars didn't go into McDonald's, and when his friends had finished their meal, they walked outside, and Lars was nowhere to be found. Now, there's kind of mixed reports as to what efforts his friends put in to find him, but from what I gathered, they looked around, waited a little bit, and then decided to head back to the hotel. I'm assuming that maybe they thought he had gone back on his own or went somewhere else. When they arrived back at the Viva Club Hotel, they quickly learned that Lars was not there either. Seems to me they kind of just went about their business figuring that Lars would eventually stumble in. And the following day, July 7th, Lars did end up showing back up to the hotel, but he had a story to tell. Lars claimed to his friends that he had gotten into another fight. He had a huge elaborate story about how the guys who he had gotten into the fight with earlier in the evening had hired some Russians to hunt him down and take care of him. And his friends were completely thrown off and slightly stunned by what he was saying. And I really don't blame them because that's such an odd story to show up and tell. It was odd, but Lars assured them that he was fine and it was no big deal. He also reassured his friends that they should still go on the plane that night back to Germany while he waited out his ear injury. So they took his word and made the trip home without him. That night, Lars decided to check out of the hotel they had all been staying at and check into a new hotel in Varna. He checked into a hotel called the Hotel Color. I looked up this hotel and it had decent reviews and it was said to be a pretty cheap place to stay. It came with all the amenities that you could want or need. Most of the reviews on TripAdvisor said that the hotel was a quiet little family ran place. Nothing fancy but was cheap and got the job done. But some sources would suggest that this hotel wasn't in the best part of town. When he checked into the hotel, he got himself settled in and called his mother. She would later report that the way he was acting over the phone was extremely odd and unlike Lars. He had told her that something was wrong and he didn't feel safe. He also told her that the men he had gotten into the fight with had been following him. He also asked his mom to cancel all of his credit cards. He stated to her that these men who were following him knew he had pills on him and they wanted them. 
which these pills he's referring to is those antibiotics he was given from the doctor. He tells her that he needs to get the hell out of there. So his mom books him a flight for the following day. Later, when questioned about Lars, the hotel staff also reported how odd his behavior was. They said he was acting extremely erratic and nervous, even hiding and looking out the window at times. They also had reported that in the early morning hours of July 8th, around 1 a.m., Lars left the hotel. Obviously, nobody has any idea where he went and why, but he did come back an hour later. Later that day, which again was July 8th, the day he was finally going to go home, Lars catches a ride to the airport by a taxi. While in the taxi on his way to the airport, he shoots his mom a text to let her know that he was headed to the airport and he was okay. When he arrives, he can be spotted on the security footage walking around inside the airport. He looks seemingly normal, carrying a duffel bag and a black and red backpack slung over his shoulders. Now, when I look at this footage, it almost appears to me that Lars is looking for something. You can see him having a quick conversation with a woman, and she begins pointing in a direction while talking to him, almost as if she is giving some sort of directions to an area that Lars wants to go. He then goes to a medical center at the airport, which leads me to believe that perhaps he was asking that woman for directions and she was guiding him that way. He sees the doctor at the airport, and again, there is conflicting things that I was able to find, but some sources say that the doctor advised him again not to fly, while other sources state that the doctor said he would be okay. While sitting in the clinic, a construction worker had entered into the examination room. For whatever reason, this sent Lars into a panic. He seemed extremely nervous and scared and began mumbling to himself. He then is heard saying, quote, I don't want to die here. I have to get out of here. He then drops his belongings on the floor and books it out of the clinic. They have security footage showing Lars full out sprinting throughout the airport and out the doors, leaving all of his belongings behind. Once he reached the doors of the airport, he dashes outside and is still running at full speed across the parking lot and he climbs a barbed wire topped fence and runs into some wooded area. After Lars is out of camera sight, he was literally never seen again. His family thought that maybe he would call or show up unannounced, but as time went on and no Lars, more questions started to surface. In 2015, a truck driver said he believed that he had given Lars a ride after picking him up while he was hitchhiking. Unfortunately, this couldn't be confirmed nor denied. As the years tick by, Lars remained missing. According to an article published in April of this year on a website called All That's Interesting, around 10,000 people go missing in Germany every year. While 50% of them are found within less than a week, only 3% are actually found within a year. At the time of the recording of this episode, just 11 days ago, we hit the seven-year anniversary since Lars vanished. 
There have been several people come forward throughout the years saying that they think that they had seen Lars. In 2016, a man was picked up in Porto Velho, Brazil, and he had no identification. He was confused and unsure of who he was. A picture of this man began circulating all over social media, and many people noted the striking similarities between the two men. He was later identified to be another man by the name of Anton Pilipa, who was surprisingly also a missing man who had been missing for five years from Toronto. So this case is very well known, and many people spend countless hours speculating what happened to Lars Matank. I'm going to get into some of those theories, and as I said earlier, make sure you're in our Facebook group so we can discuss what your thoughts and feelings are on this case. The first theory that is out there is that Lars had orchestrated this whole thing so he could run away and start a new life. It was said that Lars could have made this up to seem like something sinister happened so he could run off undetected. Personally, this theory isn't one that I believe, and honestly, I absolutely hate when people say this theory for every single adult that goes missing. Lars was on good terms with his friends and his family and literally had no reason to run off and start a new life. Not to mention, he left everything behind at the airport, so he literally had no money, no passport, no nothing. The next theory is that Lars was involved in some sort of drug ring that none of his friends or family knew about. There's literally zero evidence that this is even plausible, so I will just leave it at that. Another theory is that Lars was really killed by those guys who he had gotten into a fight with. He was quite panicked afterwards and even vanished that night saying some Russian hitmen came after him, so maybe they did catch up to him and finish him off. A different theory is that Lars had been using drugs while partying with his friends. Maybe the drugs he was using mixed with the antibiotics that he was prescribed for his ear caused some sort of psychotic episode. This is one theory that I can see as plausible. Who knows what Lars and his friends had been doing leading up to the injury of his ear? Who knows what he continued to use afterwards? For me, this is something I could see as the most plausible scenario, but it doesn't explain why he hasn't been seen or his remains ever been found. Another theory is that while on this vacation, Lars had what is called a first break psychosis, and this is when someone has their first episode with something like schizophrenia. This could possibly explain some of his delusions and why he was so paranoid and anxious. Again, this is another plausible scenario to me, and perhaps Lars is still out there somewhere. His mother has a Facebook page that is dedicated to keeping her son's name out there for all to remember. It currently has over 43,000 followers, so be sure to find it on Facebook by searching Lars Matank. It is, however, in German, but you can use the translation button to read her posts. Crimeaholics, that's Honestly, about all I have on this case, I cannot wait to discuss it with you guys in our Facebook group. If you're not already in there, find us. Also, be sure to follow us on TikTok and on Instagram at crimeaholics.podcast. Crimeaholics, that's all for now. Until next time, be aware and take care. Mm-hmm.